Grace and peace from our Lord Jesus Christ to every listener at this very moment. We welcome you to Pensacola Podcast, and here we'll be sharing occasional sermons, revelations, and ministrations that are received by any member of Pensacola through the power and enablement of the Spirit of God. Consequently, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God, according to Romans chapter 10, verse 7. The Word of God is how we build up our faith in Christ, and that is how we learn to grow and mature in Him. As part of Pensagana's mission to spread the gospel, this week has been designated for a campus takeover expedition, where we reach out to resident students on campus and share the Word of God. And so as part of the week-long course, we include this sermon, and as guided by the Holy Spirit, Mr. Lord Sylvester from Pensacath will minister on the story of the gospel. Good evening, sir. Good evening. I trust you are doing very good. I'm doing fine. Yeah. God bless you for availing yourself for this course. God bless you for having me too. So in the next 7 to 10 minutes, you'll be hearing from Lord Sylvester on the story of the gospel. And I want every listener to be very, very expectant and to be of a receptive heart. Ask God to minister to your spirit and cause a transformation. Let his word establish in you a dryless fountain of life that waters and rekindles your inner man and from which you can draw grace, you can draw power and you can draw any form of anointing. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Afache, for having me on this podcast. So I'll be sharing on the story of the gospel. So where does this story begin? It begins in the beginning, obviously. The story, it's the story of this marvelous, this wonderful being who's mysterious and unknown. And this being out of pure generosity and grace decides to share the reality of his own being with us in this thing we call creation and this being obviously has a deep fascination for color form shape and beauty and part of this crowning moment of the story is that the creator makes these divine image bearing creatures the creatures who will express the will and the creativity and the love of the creator in this world these creatures in the hebrew bible are known as adam or as humanity and the creator gives these creatures a royal authority he tells them to rule he tells them to steward he tells them to work to care and to guard and to manage the resources of the world he's given he's given them he expected to them to do so under his wisdom under his care and his grace that's how things go in the beginning how long the things last at least a good part of the story is about a page and a half so these humans being moral agents were given so much freedom they were given a world of beauty and what do we do with these gifts and resources and talents and time and relationship this were the plot tickets the tragedy of the story is we take these riches of experience and life and we turn them inward we are given a choice to trust the creator's wisdom about how to be humans how to be image bearing creatures but we seize the opportunity to use that to our own advantage and we all do it we all do it in different ways 
we do it every day this is the dilemma this is the dilemma of the first humans this is a dilemma of every human since so it just raises a huge problem because there's beauty and there's joy there's places like nevraska tears and there's so much beauty in the world but in the same world we have pain we have tragedy we have hunger we have wickedness we have sexual abuse we have ultimately death and so the creator out of his passion his fuzziness and deep love for our broken world and the broken humans he sets a plan in motion to send a hero and the sending of the hero takes a long meandering way to tell a story and we know most of that story we call the old testament or the hebrew bible but god initially chooses a human family because remember the whole point was that it were the humans through whom god's will is carried out in the world so he begins with the human family the family of abraham he makes them the family of promise and blessing through whom the hero will be born this family these people were to be priests they were to be like priests in this world they represented god to the people and the people to god but also these people are just humans they are just as broken as the rest of the human race and it doesn't make things any better so god now has two problems on his hands because he has a broken human race and he has a broken people group called israel who are supposed to be the people of the blessing some days they follow the god who revealed himself in the torah and in the scriptures and some days they don't in fact that's most days reading the old testament i'm like if i was rescued out of egypt there is no way i would turn against that god and that's the point that's where you fall for the trick of course because the whole story of this broken israelite is holding a mirror up to every human being saying you have been given the gift of life you have been given the gift of breath relationships talents abilities how is that going for you are you living a life of gratefulness devotion to the creator so in the story of the old testament we find our own brokenness being played out over and over again and it raises a huge dilemma who is going to win is god's commitment to bless to save and to heal or humans brokenness and sin and selfish selfishness and rebellion a story we have all participated in and so the climatic moment comes in the story of the hero and the hero is not someone we would ever expect because of course he has to be fully human he has to be a human that was always the point that god's will be carried out through image bearing creatures through the human race so the brilliance the mystery and the surprise of the story is that the creator becomes a human this is a unique unparalleled moment in the story of the human race and the creator comes among us to announce the kingdom the kingdom is the way that god has always meant things to be and has finally arrived that it's here and it's present through the person of jesus christ of nazareth god in the flesh and some people welcome the announcement of god's kingdom and these people are typically the people at the bottom the people 
as the margin, the people who have been excluded from the kingdoms of this world. And the people who get most ticked off at Jesus' announcement of the kingdom are precisely those who have vested interest in keeping the world exactly the way it is. So he's welcomed by some, he's praised by many, and he's hated by even more. He comes uncompromising in his love and his holiness, and we hate him because of it. Because he exposes the brokenness and the selfishness that lay in our hearts. So in the ultimate you catastrophe, the ultimate happy disaster, the crux point of the story, the creator is killed by the systems of this world, mainly politics and religion. He was accused of treason and blasphemy. He lays down his own life to absorb the pain, the selfishness, the evil, the violence and the death that we have all collectively created into himself on the cross. He lets our sin do its worst on him. It takes him to the grave, but because the Creator has passion for you and I, he has passion for the world, he has passion for the world he has created, and because his love is stronger than death, he conquers death, and he conquers our sin in the grave. And in the resurrection of Jesus, the ultimate power of light and love and life Is stronger and that death does not have the final word your selfishness your issues the tragedy of pain and death and suffering in our world doesn't get a final say not with this God and not in this story so the rescue takes place in a paradoxical way so when the human race deeply committed to corrupt structures of governance and religion and we kill God, we take God and betray him, and we condemn God, we crucify God. What does God do? He forgives. God bears the sin and forgives. Why? Because disguised under the disfigurement of an ugly crucifixion, Jesus is the clearest revelation of who God is. Jesus is what God looks like. When man experiences the final dissolution because of his subject to futility and death and falls away into the grave to be forever and finally separated from God, the unthinkable happens. God, in his pursuit of his beloved creation, joins man in the grave. There's a love greater than the grave because he said, though you make your bed in Sheol, I'll be there. But this is not all that God has to say. Because, well, God has gone into show, He has gone into Hades. But come on, He's God. He has more to say than if you make your bed in Sheol, you'll be there. He has things like, I am the resurrection and the life. I am He that liveth and died, and behold, I live forevermore. He has the keys to death and Hades. And God says, All who are in the grave will hear His voice. And they will come forth to a resurrection of life and judgment. So there is no place in heaven or on earth that hasn't been filled with the love of God. That's why Paul asks, what can separate us from the love of God? It had to be the grave. But God has gone down there. We die with the Creator at the cross so we can be given a new life and grace. So in the resurrection, the story doesn't actually end. It becomes... 
a new beginning. Jesus becomes the firstborn of the new creation. He becomes the firstborn of the new world order. The new way of doing things. Jesus becomes the firstborn of the kingdom of God. He commissions those who have been transformed by encounter with him to go and announce the story of the kingdom. The story started with 12, went out to 120, then 3,000. Then here we are 2,000 years later, sitting on the other side of the planet. What are we doing? We are telling the story. We are part of the story. So we are talents and abilities and opportunities that you have. In the community of Jesus, you have been placed in. You are participants in this ongoing story. You have been given a sacred task as a follower of Christ to live in this story, to let it shape your heart and your mind, and to find ways to give voice to it in a million different creative expressions. We do so in hope that the Creator will return one day, that Jesus will come back and set all things right, which will involve bringing an end to pain, to evil, to injustice, to selfishness and sin and to heal our creation and our broken hearts is just getting started and at this point i wish i knew what would come next but i guess we have to wait